so glad to be here today and uh, good to be with Brother Buford, him and his wonderful wife, the great family, tremendous people, and I'm just thankful for uh, the opportunity to be here worshiping with all of you. Amen. Thank you for your response tonight, worshiping the Lord, and this is a worshiping church, and God moves in that kind of a church, and you never know what's going to happen uh, when you're in a praising church. I want to just uh, sing this song tonight. It's an old song, if you know it. Just sing it with me today. Praise God. When you're up against a struggle that shatters all your dreams and your hopes have been cruelly crushed by Satan's manifested schemes and you feel the urge within you to submit to earthly fears don't let the faith you're standing in seem to disappear praise the lord he can work For my God inhabits praise, praise the Lord. For the chains that seem to bind you serve only to remind you they drop powerless behind you when you praise Him. Now Satan is a liar. And he wants to make us think that we're paupers when he knows himself we're children of the King. So pick up the mighty shield of faith, for the battle must be won. You know that Jesus Christ is risen, so the work's already done. Praise the Lord. God inhabits praise, praise the Lord, for the chains that seem to bind you serve only to remind you they drop powerless behind you when you praise Him. I want to personalize this today. Now Satan, he's a liar. And he wants to make you think that you're a pauper when he knows himself you're a child of the king. So pick up the mighty shield of faith for the battle must be won. You know that Jesus Christ is risen so the work's already done. Praise the Lord. The chains that seem to bind you serve only to remind you they drop powerless behind you 
when you praise Him. Hallelujah. Let's thank Him today. He's an awesome God. Praise God. It's already on. Thank the Lord. God bless you. You can be seated. What a wonderful spirit of the Lord is in this place. And I do have a little something I want to share tonight. And I felt this on my heart today to just share with somebody. And I will not be long tonight. But I want to share with you a thought tonight entitled, The Problem with Yesterday. Look at your neighbor and tell them, there's a problem with yesterday. Saul has rejected the word of God and God has removed his anointing from Saul and Samuel is in mourning in 1 Samuel 16 and 1. The Bible says, And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long wilt thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thine horn with oil and go. I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. Praise God. You know, there's some things that belong in yesterday. There's some things that I used to wear that I cannot wear anymore. I never understood why my wife had these clothes in the back of the closet. So ladies, you may understand this. And I would say, why don't you get rid of those clothes? Because she said, no, someday I'm going to wear them again. And I never understood that, Brother Buford. Until one day I realized I could not wear this suit anymore around the waist. And I said, you know what? I've got a couple pairs of pants in the back of my closet that someday I'm going to wear. Oh, help me tonight. Have you ever had somebody that had a tie on that was from the 1980s? And you came up to him and you said, Oh, I've just, I just crossed the line here tonight. I'm sorry. There's somebody here today with his tie from 1980s. I know it. I remember getting a tie from a friend of mine, and it, it was actually from Brother G.A. Mangan. They had brought some ties to the church where I was at an internship there in Alexandria, and they had a box of ties, and all of us interns, there was about 11 of us that we were there, they said, hey, you can take these ties and, and whatever you want to do with them, that's fine. We were going to throw them away, but so we all grabbed these ties from G. This is Brother Mangan's tie, Brother Buford. Wow. And, we, and I grabbed it, and then I got it home, and I started looking at it. And there were stains all over the neck. And, and the, they were all crumpled up and they smelled just terrible. And I thought, you know what? I can't wear this tie. And if I try to wear this tie, people are going to look at me a little funny. And they're going to smell that tie and say, you know what? It's not to say Brother Mangan's a bad person. It's not to say anything wrong about him. It's just that tie was from the 40s and 50s. That tie has served its purpose. I have new ties that I need to wear. Why? Why doesn't it fit? Because it is from yesterday. 
Samuel was reminiscing in our text. He was mourning over Saul. The word here means he was bewailing. He was very upset. This man that was the first king of Israel, Samuel had done uh, so much to try to help him along. And, and Saul had been humble before God, and God had blessed him. He had seen victories in the nation. He had fought bravely at the beginning. But Saul's heart over the years had hardened towards God. And he had disobeyed the voice of God. He turned his back on the commandments of the Lord. And it had been heartbreaking to see him fall away from the Lord. And like the crackling of an oak tree as it pummels to the ground, Samuel had heard the cracking in Saul's life. What a disappointment it was when Saul disobeyed God's commands to destroy the Amalekites. And, and the last blow came when Saul stepped into the office of the priest and he got impatient waiting for Samuel and decided to take matters into his own hands. And he sacrificed in direct violation to God's command. And that final confrontation was not pretty. Saul was reduced to a sniveling, crying, wallowing mess, grasping for anything that would save him face with the people. He didn't care about his family anymore. He didn't care about his relationship with God anymore. He just cared about how he looked to everybody else, just playing the part. Samuel bewailing the fact I helped him get there I, I called him out I put the oil on him I laid my hands on him and maybe that caring side of him that thought well maybe I should have done more if I would have visited him more maybe tried to work with him a little more and, and maybe the pastor side came out a little bit maybe if I could have preached a little harder and been a little stronger with him and, and tried to, to, to just get into his heart a little more and then the other side, no, there's nothing that could be done. There, there, you did everything you could. But in the middle of his mental board meeting, God interrupts Samuel. And he tells him, how long are you going to mourn for Saul? I've rejected him from reigning over Israel. Fill your horn with oil. Fill up that anointing oil and go. And I'm getting ready to send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. Samuel, you cannot live in yesterday and have victory in the kingdom. You can't live in yesterday and build a great nation. You can't live in yesterday and do great exploits for God. Samuel, if this kingdom is going to move forward, you're going to have to look at the new day that God is bringing. Yesterday was a man after his own heart. But today, we're going to find a man that is after God's heart. Yesterday was a man of disobedience, but the new day is a man who says, Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day long. Yesterday had failure, but today there's going to be new victory. Yesterday there was empty worship, but today you're getting ready to anoint a man who's going to dance before you, oblivious to what others think about him. Samuel, yesterday you're going to have a king that never went to the tabernacle, but today you're getting ready to anoint someone who's going to say, oh, I'd rather be a gatekeeper in the house of the Lord than to have all the riches and wealth of the wicked. Praise God. Samuel, it is a new day. Praise God. Just when you thought the best was behind you,
God has already provided a king. Folks, we've got to recognize that God does not do His best work in the past. God has not done the greatest things that He will do in the past. And maybe there's a Samuel here today. You've been mourning over what has been. I'm here to tell you today, it's time to look for the new things. It's time to look for what God is doing. It's time to see that the hand of God is moving. It is a new day and there's new victory in the time of blessing. Praise God. You know, some of us, I think we get stuck in yesterday. We get stuck in things that have happened. We get stuck in certain times and they tell us in child psychology that as a child grows there's certain phases that they go through there's certain things that that happen certain milestones as they grow up uh, from their as just an infant they begin to learn and and grow through these psychological stages and they say that if, if someone gets stuck in one of those stages, maybe there's a problem that happens. Maybe there's an abusive situation or some traumatic thing that happens in their lives that people can get stuck in that time and they begin to revert back to childish means of dealing with conflict. Folks, I want you to know it's easy for us to get stuck in our past. It's easy for us to get stuck in things that have happened to us. But I'm preaching to somebody, it's it's time to give it to God. It's time to let God handle yesterday. Hebrews tells us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. He sees your yesterday. He knows what you've been through. And he died on the cross to take care of your yesterday so that you can have a future, so that you can live in victory, so that you don't have to live. The Bible says there is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. I'm preaching to somebody today. He's not the God just of yesterday but he is the God of today it's time to put our confidence in him it's time to say Lord let me see what you're doing in my life let me experience the new day that you have for me praise God oh let's lift our hands and thank him for that today Lord I thank you for your goodness you are the God who is the God of today hallelujah praise God Several years ago, I was working at a church. I had come in as to work with evangelism and outreach, and there was uh, the youth pastor that was there that had a moral failure, and he ended up leaving the church, and I was asked to serve as the next student pastor. And, and there was a young man in that youth group that took the loss of his, of his youth pastor. It was very difficult for him. He was very close to that minister that left, and it caused this young man to really struggle. He struggled. He was bitter. He was angry at God for taking away this person that meant so much to him. He became despondent, discouraged, and I watched as his worship diminished. He would sit there just kind of sullen, just quiet, didn't really say much. And Later, I found out that he had walked away from God. He lost his relationship with the Lord, began to drink and party and he walked away from the church for several years. And I didn't see him for a long time. But this past year in March, I believe it was, I saw him at Missouri Youth Convention. I was just walking through the hall, and there he was. He was standing there. 
I shook his hand and he smiled at me and he began to tell me some things. He said, he said thank you, Brother Tapia, for reaching out to me when I was a young person. He said, God has done a work in my life. He said, God has restored me. And he called me over. He said, look, he said, here's my fiance. I want you to meet my fiance. He introduced me to the beautiful young lady that was living for the Lord, a, a godly young lady. And I began to talk to him and hear the testimony of how God had changed everything for him. He'd gone through a rough time. It had been difficult. But here he was. God was working in his life. God was blessing him. And as I checked into the hotel last night, Brother Buford, I was, I was getting, uh, I had this cart and I was putting it into the, to the, going over to the elevator. And, and there was a man that was walking toward me and he pushed the button on the elevator. And I looked over at him and, and I called his name. I said, Jeremy, is that you? And this man that, from that church, he said, yes. I said, what are you doing here? He said, well, my brother is getting married tomorrow. He's getting married right now as I speak. He is in his wedding ceremony. It was that young man that after all those years of brokenness in his life that God restored him. I want you to know today God is blessing his life and what looked like was going to destroy him only brought him closer to what God really wanted to do in his life. And somewhere he had to put the things of yesterday away and put his life in the hands of the God who owned his future. I'm preaching to somebody today, don't allow the things that have happened in your yesterday rob you of your future. We serve an awesome God who can restore, who can bring joy in the midst of sorrow. What does God want to do for somebody in your future here today? Praise God. Somebody said yesterday is not in your future. Praise God. Yesterday is not in your future. You know what's in your future? Fresh anointing. You know what's in your future? Victory from God. You know what's in your future? New opportunities that God is getting ready to open up. There are new ministries ahead for this church. There is a financial breakthrough ahead for this church. I want you to know God's going to give this church more money than we ever thought possible. I said, God is getting ready to open the windows of heaven. I'm preaching to somebody. Let's look forward. Let's believe God for what he wants to do. Praise God. Praise God. It was the apostle Paul that had to deal with the past. He had persecuted the church in his zeal. He thought he was right. He persecuted the church. He hurt a lot of people. He broke up families. He threw people in prison. He consented to people's deaths. But in Philippians 3 and 13, he said, Brethren, he said, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You know what he could have focused on? He could have focused on the bad things that had happened. He could have focused on his failures and mistakes. But he said, there's something greater than that. And there's a prize ahead of me for the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. There's some things, folks, you just have to forget. I said, there's some things that will never go away. You just have to forget them. Those of you that are married know what I'm talking about. 
if you're married for a day or two, everything seems to be going gravy. Man, you got a big smile on your face. Everything's happy. Life is good. You all like the same things. And let me tell you something. You're just basically just a huge, enormous, you just love everybody. It doesn't matter. You just care about each other. And, just. and then about a week later, you have that first fight. You remember that first fight? You're never going to forget it. But you can choose to not let it allow it to affect your life. You don't have to allow things that have happened, brokenness and problems to affect your life and keep you discouraged and distressed all throughout your life. You know what? Some things you've got to, got to say, look, I know it happened. I know it. But you know what? That's behind me. I've got a new goal. I've got a new desire in my life for more of the Lord. Some of us need to allow some problems to stay in the past, to just stay back there. And when you're reminded of you say, you know what, that's in the past. I'm not going to think about that anymore. I'm not going to let that stop me. Some of us couples in here, let me just talk to some of these young people today, if that's all right. Now, I've been married 11 years. Uh, they say... Um, Talked to a guy one time and asked him how, you know, tell me about marriage. He said, well, he said, the first 30 years are the hardest. He said, how long have you been married? He said, 30 years. Hallelujah, my God, hallelujah. Like Charlie, like Charlie Mahaney, his wife said they were at a hotel one time, and, and he said, yeah, we were at a hotel, and, and this young couple came up, newly married, and, and uh, th this guy leaned over and gave his wife a big kiss, and my wife leaned over and me and said, Charlie, why don't you do that? And I said, baby, I hardly know that woman. Hallelujah, my God, One time, this, this old guy and his wife, they'd been married a few years, but his wife said, Honey, they, they got to a hotel. She said, You know what? I don't want people to know that we're, we've been married a long time. Just let's try to pretend like we're newlyweds. He said, Or, I don't know, I messed it up. Hallelujah, my God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Folks, if you have a relationship with any person, whether it's a family member, whether it's a person in the church, whether it's your spouse, your children, you're going to deal with things. You're going to have things that threaten to destroy that relationship. But sometimes we've just got to say, you know what, I'm going to put that under the blood. I'm going to just put that behind me. I'm going to let that stay under the blood because I have a God who is the God of today. I have a God who's getting ready to bless my future. I have a God who's getting ready to do great things that are in front of me. Folks, God wants to restore some people in this room. God wants to give you a future that is greater than anything else that happened in your past. Hallelujah. Let's thank you for that today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm done, folks. I just need to just do Brother Urshan here. Oh, Sister Urshan, come and sing. Well, what do you want to sing, baby? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Praise God. Where's Merle when you need him? You know, just an old rejected husband sitting on an auction block. Folks, I, I used to listen to that music a lot, and I find out, it's good for when I'm praying, but sometimes, man, I get a little depressed listening to old Merle. Praise God. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it for praying and seeking God. He'd take you deep, but 
you know what, sometimes I need to just turn on a little K-Love and, and just kind of jam a little bit and just sing songs that, you know, it's not really deep, but you know what, hey, I'm singing and rejoicing and praising God, worshiping Him. Is this all right? Am I going to hurt anybody tonight? I'm just trying to help somebody today. Sometimes you just got to look forward and say, God, I'm not going to live in the past. I'm not going to allow things in the past to control my mind and my spirit. But I want to be like Samuel. I think when he got up from that prayer meeting after God spoke to him, he said, Samuel, quit your crying. Wipe your tears. It's time to go do something because greater things are ahead for you. And I'm preaching to this church a word of faith that greater things are ahead for you. Greater things are ahead for your family. Greater things are ahead for your ministry. Hallelujah. Praise God. Stand with me if you would. Praise the Lord. Musicians come. Magicians, somebody. I don't care anymore. Oh, hallelujah. But you know what? There's somebody here tonight. I'm, I'm asking. We're going to close in prayer, and I'm not going to be real long, but I'm going, to, I'm going to ask you to make a commitment tonight. Those of you that need to forget some things, I'm, I'm asking you tonight to make a commitment that if you've been holding on to some things from the past, that you would let it go, that you'd give it to God. That you'd learn to forgive and say, God, I forgive that person. I forgive this situation. I forgive the things that have happened. I release it to you. Now, you, you may have to do that on Wednesday night. You may have to come back next Sunday. You're still releasing, but you just keep on releasing that. You keep on letting go. You keep on allowing it to go into the past. And then I think this, secondly, there's somebody here tonight that you need to surrender your today. Some of you tonight are wrestling with your future. You're wrestling with where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? How do I fit? Where, where, where is the next step? What, what's going to happen here? And I believe that God is wanting to bring His will to pass in your life. So I'm asking you, give Him your today. Give Him your today. Give Him your tomorrow. Give Him the things that are ahead of you. and Say, God, whatever you want me to do, wherever it is you want me to go, whatever it is that you want me to say, I will follow you wherever you lead. Let's lift our hands. We're going to sing this song, and I want us to just turn this place into a house of prayer. Can we just take a few minutes here right now? Let's let the Word of God just get in our hearts. Go ahead, folks. Let's sing today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, that's it. Some of you need to release some things right now. Come on, let it go. Let, let it go right now. Some of you need to say, God, here's my future. Here's my plan.